Welcome to Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. Thank you so much for listening. This is a podcast interview with Angel Morrison. Her family won the Mega Millions jackpot in 2009. Now, if you want to watch this interview in its entirety, I will put a link to the YouTube page in the show notes and description. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. So I'm here with Angel Destiny Morrison, whose family won $165 million jackpot from Mega Millions in 2009. It's incredible, but I'm so excited to welcome Angel Morrison to the program. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for for taking the time. Absolutely. I have so many questions, but I want to start out by just asking what did your family win and and how did this happen? My parents won 165 million, but with taxes and everything cut off, it was 65 million. Um, Essentially what happened was, um, it's a a wild and very coincidental story. Uh, We were very poor at the time. We were about to lose our house. Um, I didn't know how bad the finance was. My sisters do. I have five sisters. So I, we went to this convenience store in Rocky Point, and in that convenience store, they had like little knickknacks where you can get stuff for like gifts, and it was about two weeks before Christmas. So my mom was like, you can pick out one for each sister because that's all we could afford. So when I walked into the convenience store, to my right was $165 million, and I was like, hey, mom. Like I tapped her. I was like, you should play, and she responded, nobody ever wins. So <laughs> it's very it's very ironic. And so after I was done shopping, we go to the front and again, I go, mom, something's telling me play. And she's like, all right, Angel, whatever. Like, give me a little bit of an attitude. So she does all of my sister's birthdays. And then I'm like, mom, that's way too specific. Do a random. So she did the random. And then about four days later, I believe she, the, um, the lottery came up on the news and she remembered that she had the tickets. So she went and she only found the random. She could not find the other one. And she was going over it, reading it. And she was like, did I just, did I just win? And she had to call my sister and like, she was just going crazy. I was in school at the time. And you were 14, right? I was 14. Hmm. Yeah, I was 14. And so basically I was in my first period class. I went to high school with my older sister she was two years older than me so she was on the upper class side and I was on the lower class side like it was ninth grade 10th grade and then 11th and 12th on the other so I got a call from like the main office saying to come down and I'm like oh I'm in trouble like I'm instantly thinking I'm in trouble and so I start walking to the office and I I meet my sister and that's like very very rare to like see someone of like she was in 12th grade at the time. Like you don't usually run into them. So I was like, did you get called down? And she was like, yeah. She's like, did you? I was like, yeah. So we were both like, all right, what's going on? Something's off. So my mom came storming through the entrance door and she was wearing the baggiest clothes possible. Like my dad's baggiest clothes. And she was looked like she had been crying for days, even though obviously it was only probably like an hour or two. And I was like, mom, what's going on? And she would not tell us. She was like, I will tell you when we get home. And I kept asking is, are my sisters okay? Are my pets okay? Like what's going on? Like, is the house on fire? Like what's going on? And she kept saying, 
wait till we get home. And that was the longest. And it was maybe an eight minute drive. And it felt like 25 minutes. It was like, I was so nervous. Me and my sister in the back were panicking. So when we arrived home, I sprinted to the front door and I made sure everyone was okay. Pets, whoever was there, everything was fine. So I was super confused. So my mom goes, okay, stay by the stairs. Your father's going to come down. I was super concerned. So I was like, okay, maybe something's wrong with my dad. So he comes down and he's crying too. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not good. So he gets down and we get in this huddle. It's my father, me, my mom, and my sister. And basically he just goes, we won. And I said, won what? And he's like, we won the lottery. And my mom jumped in. She goes, um, we no longer have to struggle. It's over. The struggle is done. And that's when we all started crying. All my sisters came through and we were all crying because I didn't know how bad it was, but like they were days away from losing their home. Um, my mom's car had um, like no registration to it. She was just not doing good. Like the whole finance issue was bad. So when they won, um, my mom and dad were crying because they no longer had to struggle over having because they have five kids and they have to you know provide for them and they realize they can now and the amount of just weight lifted off of them was wonderful to see that's incredible that is amazing so you have five sisters so there's six siblings i was reading this and when you were in the car coming back was there all of you weren't in the car were you No, just me and my sister, Joy. Okay. And was it silence? What what was happening in in the car? Pure silence. Pure silence. Like, there was nothing. Like, I I will, pure silence from my mom. But, like, me and my sister were talking to each other. Like, what do you think is going on? But every time we asked my mom, we eventually gave up. She said, wait till you see your father. Wait till you get home. So I was like, all right. Like, so it was silent after the first, like, five minutes. Hmm. Yeah, it was wild. It was very scary. And something that happened to be a miracle scared me at first. Yeah. Well, it's a huge, huge, it's one of the biggest things that can possibly happen to somebody. So when you actually heard the news, what did that feel like to you? You know, to this day, it hasn't hit me. Hmm. Like it has not. It's very strange to think that I am part of that miracle. It's it's just, uh, I don't like to think of it because I like to be more humble in my in my everyday life. Um, I'm like kind of the only one that really like doesn't, you know, get all dressed up and doesn't do all these things. You know, I'm very low key about it. If, if that answers it. Yeah, no, no, it does. From the perspective, because now you're, older than you're not 15 14 I was 14 I'm 27 now yeah so from the perspective of a 14 year old I mean did you you understand the gravity of what was what had just happened no no I was lost I had no idea what was going on to be honest with you like I understood the lottery but I didn't understand what it would do for my family like I had no idea 
all I heard was the struggle was over and I cried with them because I knew how bad it was and it was like something out of a movie. Hmm. And the craziest part is my parents are high school sweethearts. Hmm. So they've been together now 52 years and they saw each other through all the struggle and they finally got a miracle. Wow. That is, that is, that's beautiful. How did they, it it is. How did everyone else react initially when they heard the news? Oh my gosh. My sisters were just hysterically crying, hysterically crying because they, they were struggling too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have one sister who was in, um, she was uh, going for her doctorate. That's really expensive. I had one sister that um, she needed, you know, to go some places to get like certain situations figured out. And my parents couldn't do that. And, you know, we all like I had <laughs> this is very funny, but um, I have I didn't have a tooth like like this one right here didn't have it when I was younger. So my self-esteem was very, very low at 14. So so you couldn't afford to get a new tooth? Could not afford to get a new tooth. As soon as we won, my mom was like, you can get your tooth. And I was like, so excited. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can smile. Like, like I had a, um, I had the, it's like a retainer with a fake tooth on it. And it was just embarrassing. I, I, I didn't really have a personality. I didn't, I, I didn't open up at all. So once I got my tooth in and we, we moved from Miller Place to Port Jefferson, New York. I shifted to a very shy girl to a very open and more personality and more funny. And it's, it's very, it was very interesting how much I really shifted. So you attribute that to the lottery win, giving more confidence yeah. perhaps? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But the truth is, is at a young age, when you hit lottery at 14, you know, yeah. all you know is money at the time. So I was a stubborn kid, you know, as we all are, teenage years. And I, you know, never got the chance to go work and figure out, you know, making your own money until I reached age 25. My parents were like, all right you you need to start going on your own and i i agreed with them and that's been embedded since the lottery started but i was young so i kind of grew up different from all my other sisters like they grew up very poor hmm. and then i had the parents who were not struggling no tension on them easy going so it was hmm. it's such a strange like whenever i talk to my sisters i'm like you know, I tell my story about mom and dad and they're like, that's not the mom and dad I had. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they, they really, it, it affected the family and everything for years. They had, um, they had homeless shelters from 2000 and I think 2000 to 2006. And, um, your parents just, did. Yeah, they're wonderful people. I, I mm-hmm. actually grew up around the homeless shelters, so it's in my natural instincts to help people. But they had about five, I believe, like five separate places. And um, 
Yeah, they did wonderful things, uh, but unfortunately it was taken away. Hmm. How was it taken away? The uh, county, um, they claimed that we, or my parents owed them money, which was not true, but they couldn't fight it because they didn't have the money. So they had to let go of the homeless shelters, which really put a damage on not only their, their, their mental health, but like finance. So um, hmm. after that, my dad became a therapist. He is in, he thrives in uh, gestalt therapy. And then my mom did reflexology. That's incredible. I'm really, I love that the energy work and, and all of that. That's, I could talk about that forever, but <laughs> <laughs> with the homeless shelters, I saw something about, there was a, after claim to the prize, after they came forward to claim the prize, there was this lawsuit that popped up in, in media. Are you yep. able, obviously this wasn't you, so you weren't mm -hmm. you know involved in this, but are you able to speak on that at all? Yes, absolutely. I know, I know a little bit about it, uh, only because I know it's was far from the truth. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I take things by, you know, basically, or when my parents won, the county decided to go after them again. And so my parents are like, All right, well, we have the money now. So we'll take you to court. Once they took them to court, the county had no evidence whatsoever of what they were claiming. They won and it's been over. Like the county lost, but that was not in the news. It was always my parents scammed or my parents did this, but they were amazing people that were unfortunately almost taken advantage of by the county. Hmm. Yeah, but they won. So if that proves anything, it's that they're great people and that they owed nothing. From your recollection at that young age, did the media stories that didn't tell the whole story, did that affect you at all? Yeah, because like I knew my parents and they didn't. So I'm like, my parents are not these bad people, but a lot were saying that like, I actually got a threat once saying that I died, that I was like killed or something like that. And I was like, this is not getting good. This is bad. Um, what, and what, what was that? What is that? It was it was like on a on a website where someone was talking like about how we won in all false accusations and then someone commented that I passed and I was like that's very weird that they called me out specifically but um I replied I'm like I'm still here <laughs> so um little things like that bother me a little bit but after you know this long winning, I, I kind of just let things slide off because, you know, and laugh a little bit about them because it's like so untrue. And it's like, you don't know my family and what they're doing with it. But all people need to know is that everyone in the family is thriving. That's amazing. I'm so happy, happy to hear that because everyone always, you know, wonders and is curious how people are doing after winning the lottery. And there's the whole stigma of whether it's a blessing or a curse, but what's your opinion on that? I think it's both. Hmm. So for my parents, it was a blessing, mm -hmm. but for f when I was 14 and future me, it was a curse because hmm. I didn't really have the knowledge about money how to save and all that kind of stuff. And 
I got older and I learned, but at the time from 14 to like 19, I was kind of spoiled a little bit. Um, and I took that kind of internally. Um, and then I got myself together and I was like, this money is not for me or entitled to me. And I was like, I need to start making money on my own. Um, but when I started making money, it was tough to save because I never used to. So, like, I think I got really behind on um, financial stuff. Um, growing up, was I was a little behind, you know. Hmm. With with just with how to handle money, do you mean? Or yeah, oh. and jobs. Like I was just very behind on people. People usually get it like eighteen, they get a job. I didn't need one technically. So I wouldn't because I was just a lazy teenager. Um, but you know, my parents always said, go get a job, go get a job. And I'd always be like, nah, it's, it's fine. Like, and finally, I was like, you know what, they're right. I need to get a job. Like, I need to start making my own. But that shift was very confusing at first. And they encouraged you to go out and learn to earn your yes. own money. Yes, they still do. They encourage all of us to. They don't spoil us. Hmm. And does that feel different to earn money that way as opposed to off of investments or being given money? Yeah. Yes. Feels so hmm. much better. Like I, I earned it. Mm -hmm. It's a good feeling for sure. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I completely empathize with with that. <laughs> it's such a blessing, I think, to win a lottery and to come across money that way and to make money off of investments. I think that can be really incredible. But it, it, there's also something to be said for earning money that by working that yeah. can be very, very positive and, and make you very gracious for having that. Yeah, it's really made me turn around and be like, wow, I'm very lucky. Like before I was like, okay, like, cause I, I never really understood what it was like to be poor. Cause I, I, I didn't remember. Hmm. Um, so I grew up, like I said, way different from my sisters. So it's rewarding when I make my own money. Cause I'm like, this is mine. I earned it and it's no one else's. So it's, it's a, it's a very empowering feeling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That makes that makes complete sense. Initially, after the win, how would you say that your life changed? Very dramatically. So there were cameras like all over the house in the front. Hmm. It was it was wild. Security and I cameras or for media? Like media, like media oh. was everywhere, all over the house. Hmm. So we actually had to sneak in the back. And like, yeah, we had to sneak in the back just to go to the grocery store. And it was a wild experience because like we had to literally run away from paparazzi and media 
And after that, we realized we have to go somewhere. So my mom's always wanted to go to Hawaii. So we went to Hawaii, minus one sister. And we all just went. And we just kind of, I would say my parent. this is my parents' first kind of feeling like I can afford this and this is beautiful and I'm here. And it was their time to really take it all in without the paparazzi and the media and all that stuff. So that experience with them was wild. Um, but I do think that we, we did have to leave for a little bit because the media was a little too crazy and I was 14 at the time. So they picked a place where they thought would be most, most tranquil. And also my mom's always wanted to be there and she absolutely deserved to be pampered at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a 165 million reasons to um, <laughs> get pampered. Yeah. Yeah. Your family appeared on this very popular reality television show as well. My, I'm trying to think of the time I've been on it twice. Oh, have it's, you? It's how um, lottery changed. Your yeah. Lottery. Life. Yeah. Lottery changed my life. Yeah, And it was this very popular show that was on a few years ago. And within that show, at least in the show, your family had moved to this mansion from this, this other home. And it mm -hmm. seemed not that the other home was not nice, but it seemed like there was a stark difference between the two places because the mansion had two pools, an indoor and outdoor pool. It had, I believe, a 14 karat gold faucet. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but... Anyway, no, you're it was, it was a, <laughs> it was a like 3000 feet to 13,000 square feet or something like that. But what, yeah. can you, can you speak on that a little bit or. So that house was in Port Jeff when we moved. So basically when, whenever someone sees my, our old house, they think, oh, that's a decent size house, but no one really sets in that we were about to lose it. Like we could no longer afford that. Like we could have, we could afford it in 2000 from 2006. But after that, it was like, they were barely making it barely. So that house was really old. The, the, we had actually a boat outside that no longer worked. Um, and we couldn't fix it. Like it, it was just, it was crazy. Like the house was, we talk about it in the household that 309 was just a whole other side of us because we, I was a very messy person, so I never cleaned up for myself. I do now. I'm like the biggest cleaning person. Um, so when we moved um, and my mom found this house, she fell in love and it was a whole different experience. I mean, I've never been in a house more beautiful. It had an amazing kitchen. The The indoor pool was great. My mom like lost weight and she worked out in there. And my dad went in there for some of his, he has back problems. And, you know, we'd go in there if it's too cold outside. It was just an amazing experience. But after a while, um, they did leave because they don't, they didn't like how, how expensive the heating was for the pool, for the indoor. So they, they like to save money. Like they want to save, they don't want to overspend. So, once they moved, um, they went to a smaller house and then they moved again to North Carolina. But hmm. yeah, it's a huge shift. It was wild. Like I had my own room at uh, 309. Uh, we did not. I shared it with my sister, Joy. 
it was very small. Um, and then, you know, food wise, it was different too, because we were eating food that was more organic and good for you. Before that, we were not. Hmm. And I saw in the show that there was a chef, perhaps a rotation, I'm not sure, but there was a chef that was in the show making food for you, and yeah. as well as a, a personal trainer that that <laughs> did exercises, and you guys were doing laps, and a few of you jumped into the indoor pool with your clothes on. Yep, yep. What? He was with us for a few months, and then we kind of cut it off. But we did actually do that. Like, that was actually real. Like, we, we worked out in the house. Like, there was a personal gym. And then we did have a cook for a little bit. And then we realized, like, expense-wise, we could do it on our own kind of thing. Not that it was too expensive or anything, but it was an expense that we didn't have to do. So we kind of pampered ourselves for a little bit with that. And then we cut it off. I read something about getting new cars. Did that happen? Yes. Yes. Um, so my dad and my mom, and I, actually I think all my sisters too, besides me because I was 14, they all got new cars because they didn't have any. And the car that my dad had was breaking down and the car that my mom had was breaking down. So the only real thing that they kind of spoiled themselves with is the cars and the Hawaii trip. And after that, it was back to normal. Let's get our, you know, let's start invest, like investing and let's start mm. making money off of money. And my dad is the most intelligent man I will ever meet, ever. I, I yes. speak with a lot of lottery winners and obviously have my own experience, but a lot of things, one thing that a lot of people do is get a team or at least some experts to help them behind the scenes before they even turn yep. in the ticket. Is that something they did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have a financial advisor right now too. So, so when you say going back to normal after they purchased these cars and went to Hawaii and purchased this mansion, what was normal? Was it a new normal? I mean, from your yes. from your perspective at age fourteen, what what was the what was normal after that? Was it different from before? Or? Yeah. So normal was like well for me normal was like can i have twenty dollars yeah sure kind of thing um never asked for too much i was never like can you give me a thousand dollars you know like but before that i would ask you know can i have 20 bucks and they're like i'm sorry i can't give it to you so it was a very different i would say it was a new financial start that we were all trying to figure out like how do we do this how do we like how do we go about it how do we do it wisely? And the, the main thing that my mom and dad wanted to do was make the money off of the money. They did not want to spend anything really besides on a house, a car, and one vacation that we went on. Okay. A lot of people would say that like we've lost all our money and I find that very, I, I, I brush it off my shoulders. So I'm like, do you know us? Because <laughs> if you don't, then please don't say anything negative because it's so untrue. And then people follow that that pattern and it's a domino effect. And, you know, a lot of people think that you lose the money after a while and like you just spend it all. But in our case, I can't speak for any other cases, but uh, we've been 
great. And did you guys have to deal with anybody coming out of the woodwork after the win? What was that like? Um, well, we did get a lot of people asking for money. Uh. Um, that was uncomfortable because we can't just give money. Like you're literally not allowed. With people that that came out of the woodwork, I mean, I had that happen to me and some of the other lottery winners that I've met. I mean, it seems like that that does happen to some people. So what happened with that and, and how did how did you guys deal with that? Do you know? My father is a very calming, intelligent man. So for me, I got a lot of Facebook DMs and stuff like that with people asking for money and that they, they really need it. And I'm I'm over here like I can't give you it. I didn't I didn't get it. It's not my money. And if I could I would give it to the world. But again, I can't. Um and my parents are obviously are, they give as much as they can, and the rest obviously is for the the future. They're saving up for the future, really. Um, but everyone came out of the woodworks. Like uh, his uh, fa- like family, family came out of the woodworks, and um, that's one of the curses to it is that people come out and they ask for stuff when you haven't spoken to them in years, and it's very hurtful, mm-hmm. and it's. It's like, this is all I'm good for is when we've won a significant amount of money. So it's kind of shown me the ways of how people operate. So I had a friend, actually, uh, that I just met in Port Jeff, and I overheard her say that she only wants to be friends with me because she wants to go in the indoor pool. So I went up to her and I was like, you are never allowed in my house, nor do I want to speak with you because I heard everything you just said. Mm. And I don't never spoke to her after that. And the truth really comes out of people. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah, yeah, just take it as it is. Go with the flow, as my parents say. But um, it is tough. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that was for, for me, that was one of the more difficult um, aspects of, of that, especially when it came to family or people that the relationships were previously pretty, well, at least I thought they were stronger than they were apparently, but. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. And I'm, I, I, I'm looked at as the spoiled one. But if people really like got to know the new me, I am the opposite of that. Like I will ask less from my parents. Like if they are like, Hey, let's, we'll help you out here. And I'm like, no, I'll do it myself. Like that's, that's kind of where I am. And my sisters too, in a sense, like we, we don't like asking our parents for money. Like that's their money. That's something that, you know, even though my intuition told them to get it or my mom, um, I don't take it as it's mine. I take it as I help my parents live a better life. Yeah. And I want to ask about your intuition because you, I saw a video on TikTok. You made a TikTok video and we will put a link to your TikTok page in the description of this interview, if that's okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of people that are watching or listening to this are very much follow and believe in intuition. I had a vivid dream about winning the lottery and then it happened in real life. And I've met a number of people that have had so many things happen to them 
prior to winning, which led them to believe that it was going to happen before it did. So with you, you have been public about saying that you believe that it was your intuition that led your mom to purchase this ticket. So, yes. so how can, can you expand upon that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, so actually uh, a month before we went to the convenience store and got the lotto ticket, I was coming down uh, the stairs and uh, my sister was like meeting me, like she was going up and I was going down and I was like, you know, I don't think we're a normal family. She goes, what do you mean? I go, I don't know. I just think something's going to happen. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I don't know, but I see something great happening. And I, and I just let that go. And I just, I said it out loud. And then literally a month later, my gut tells me to tap on my mom's back and be like, you should play. And I immediately looked at the sign. It wasn't even like, like blinking or anything. It was just something to told me, look to your right. And I just kept pushing her. I was like, you got to buy the, buy the ticket, buy the ticket. She did. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So what do you yeah. think what do you think that was that was that that inner voice that I, Honestly, I think it was my grandma. Um she she passed in 2001, I believe, 2002. Um but she's always kind of hovered. I I, I just believe in like energy mm-hmm. and I think she chose me to be honest with you. You know, to push my parents in the right direction and really give them a better life. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound, uh, believe me. <laughs> I've no, it does not sound crazy at all. Have you, had you had other things happen that were not with the lottery, but other yeah. hunches that came true or intuition that came out to play out in real life? Yeah. The, the reason why I believe it was my grandma, I was 12 at the time. I was not at her funeral, um, or I think I, if I was, I was in the back. I did not see her in her casket. My parents did not want me to see that. So I didn't know what she looked like in there, nothing. So um, it's an unbelievable story, but I was sleeping in my room, and I woke up out of nowhere. Like, something woke me up, and I started seeing, like, these sparkly things going down. I didn't like it. It scared me, so I was like, I'm going to my parents' room. So I was like, guys, I think I'm like just having a little bit of a nightmare. Maybe can I sleep with you guys? And they're like, sure. So I slept in the middle. How old were you? 12, I think. Okay. Okay. So I, I think I got maybe like five minutes of shut eye. And then I, my body like woke me up again and it was the stars again. So I'm thinking I may be fainting. Like I don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden it's, it pops up in my brain, but I felt like I could see it in real life. And it was my grandma and our dog that had passed. His name was Bear. And all she said to me was, tell your father everything is going to work out. <laughs> Don't know why. And so I the next day, 
I, I was like, hey, I had a dream. I, I figured it was a dream. I was like, I had a dream about grandma. And I explained, I was like, she was in a blue dress. She had a blue eyeshadow. She had a really nice, like, rose lipstick. Her name is Rose. Um, and uh, her hair was different. It was, like, black and white. And my dad said, excuse me? I said, I explained again her description. He goes, that's exactly what she was laid down looking like. So that was very scary. Like, I, I knew it wasn't a dream. I just got chills, the, the goosebumps <laughs> on the back of your neck. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrifying for me at 12. So, hmm. but yeah, I think she, she knew I had intuitive abilities and kind of like came to me a little bit. That's amazing. And I know that your, your mom was in the reality show that you guys appeared on. She mentioned that she was into feng shui and the flow of energy and she, they yes. actually took some fish from the old house to the new house. And your dad made yeah. a joke about how they were golden fish. I'm not sure if they were goldfish, but they were golden fish and they were taking them. But she mentioned the energy and how she believed that the energy of that, that went to the, into the house, into the that, house. Yep. That, that yep. played into the wind. She, she really does believe that to this day. Um, feng shui still is in her house. She still does it. Uh, I don't, she just, they just moved to North Carolina. So I don't know if they've made a pond directly into like that. It goes to the house, but I do know that at 19 they did. Um, and those fish survived. They got bigger. They, they thrived. <laughs> like they got way really big. Um, and the pond was nice. They got to swim around more because it was too small at the old house. And so, yeah, they they lived for a long time and they got pretty big. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Just real quickly, with this intuition, with this hunch that you had, after that experience, and then it actually did happen in real life, what did that feel like? Did you immediately put the two Weird. together? Or, yeah. No, I did not. Uh, it took... So I was like 17 to be like, wait a minute. I had that happen. And then uh, after that, I had a feeling that something grando was going to happen. Grandio was going to happen to our family. And then I intuitively told my mom to buy a ticket. Hold up. Uh, I think I have some type of special connection to something. So uh, it didn't happen right away because, again, I was just shocked with everything. And then after it subsided a few years later, I realized I might be very intu intuitive. I, so, and, and, I, and I, I, I am, I, I work as uh, an investigator hmm. and I can intuitively tell when someone is doing something off and I can like take a case and be like, all right, I know, I know what this is going to entail. And I can like, with my gut, if my gut says, don't go, I don't go, and always something bad happens. If it mm. says, go and do this, something always good happens. If I don't follow my gut, it doesn't go well. Hmm. That's really yeah. interesting. What Are you able to say what type of investigator? or? Oh, yeah. I do, like, field investigations. I do, I serve subpoenas. Hmm. I pretty much do everything. Uh, surveillance. Um paralegal, fraud investigations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fascinating. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. And your mom wasn't going to buy a, did they play the lottery often prior to winning? Cause she you mentioned she wasn't going to buy a ticket until you nudged her. Yeah. To play. Uh, a, a few, yeah, like a few times, like she would, she would buy it, but she would never win. So that's why she said the thing, no one ever wins, which is now uh, a, a, something that we say in the group chat because we find it to be very ironic. So like whenever someone wins uh, or a lottery goes up and it's like, all right, everyone should play, you know, someone in the family, whether it's me, someone, someone says, eh, nobody ever wins. And it's just like a little thing where it's like, hey, but we did and we're blessed. And it's just like a, like a, a reminder that like things happen that are beautiful. Mm. You mentioned in a TikTok video, again, we will put a link to your TikTok in the description of this interview, but you mentioned that your family winning the lottery was the most amazing thing that has happened in your life. Yeah. What is the best thing about winning the lottery? We get to help people. Honestly, that's, and um, I get to see my parents not struggle. Like they can, um, they're getting older. Uh, my dad's, 73, I believe, and my mom's 60, no, 70, 70, and uh, we recently had some health scares, and thankfully, thankfully, they're able to afford it, and they got good care, and they're okay, so honestly, it's a blessing, because they get to stay alive as long as, you know, possible, and that's what I want, I want them alive and thriving, and that's what I think that's the up for like when you when you win. It's unfortunate how the country works that you know the wealthy get you know the better help, and I think that's so unfortunate, and it, it hurts my soul. But my mom, she got the help she needed, and without the money, I don't know where we'd be today. I, I don't think things would be the way they are. I think things would be very flipped. And what do you say to someone that? says that you can't win the lottery? Um, like if they just said it to me out of nowhere? Yeah, they didn't know who you were. Because I've had that happen. <laughs> I I just, I say the simple thing is, well, you never know. I never bring it out and be like, we won because I don't, it's just, it's, yeah. So I always tell them, hey, you never know, go for it. Anything is po anything is possible. I mean, Any it is. anything is possible, mm -hmm. especially like I think it's like one in a million or one. I don't know how much what what the likelihood of winning is in New York. I think it was or it was mega. So it was all over. So it was like you have a better chance of getting into a plane crash like a few times than winning the mega, which mm. is crazy. Think about like. I don't know why the universe picked us, but I couldn't be more blessed and thankful. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. It sounds like it's, you know, been very positive in, in, in most ways. And I'm really, really happy for you guys. It's incredible. Uh, Thank you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have a couple more questions here. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Some people that are watching this are curious about the process of, turning in a ticket and how long 
the turnaround is and how that happens with a major ticket. And it really varies by the game and the country and, and even the state, the different rules are different. And you were only 14 at the time. So obviously you have a different perspective, but do you have any recollection of what that was like for them to turn in the ticket? Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I All I remember is them taking the ticket and going to, I don't know what place they go to, but that's when they got the big check. My mom actually has that big check still, like the, that shows the lottery, and she has it up on her wall. So she still has the numbers. And the very interesting thing is our family lucky number is three, and, and all of the lines, the number three was on it. For the winning ticket? Yep. And 03 was the last number. Wow. Not an accident. <laughs> no. No. But it should show that if you do good in the world and you give back good, it'll come back to you. Like, give and you'll, re- like, you'll receive kind of thing. Like, you put... Like the other day, there was a, a guy in front of me at Walmart and his card wouldn't work. So I was like, I got you. And I was like, I'm going to pay for it. Just after I do this, give someone else a reward or give someone else something greater, pass it on kind of thing. Um, So that's what I try and do. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So you helped this absolute stranger who wasn't able to, to pay. Yeah, I do that pretty often. So do you believe in karma or you believe that doing something positive will will come back and that we're all connected or? Both. Mm-hmm. I believe in karma and I believe that positivity, because uh, if you put negativity out in the world, it's just going to come right back to you. Like I, I've, I've realized that in my life. So you have to really like kind of shake your past away and just kind of like become a new person and do positive things into the world. Even if you did something negative into the world, make it up by doing positive things. And I think that if you do, it really does cancel out the negativity and you're putting so much good energy into the universe. You don't know who that's going to land on. And I think that's beautiful. Hmm. That is beautiful. What, what advice would you give to someone that wins 165 million tomorrow and, and has a daughter that's 14? Teacher finance <laughs> right away. Like teacher don't, and don't, I would say don't, don't just give, you know, understand what it's like to earn. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that'd be my best advice. And also tell them that people are going to be fake. People are going to use you. And they're going to want to be your friend because of this and to really be vigilant about the people around you. Yeah. And how do you siphon out or filter the, the people that want to be your friend for the right reasons versus the wrong reasons? Well, it's usually by time. So if a friend is still with me, so I have one friend uh, her name is Lainey, and she's been my best friend since high school. She was actually my first friend that I ever made. And she got me into a friend group, and she really helped me out. But 
it's 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 hard. I'm not going to say it's easy to decipher between someone who's good and someone who's bad. But if you feel their energy, you'll know. Like if their energy is just let's go to your house, let's go to your house, something's off. Or let's let's go do something, ask your parents for money. Like no, I'm not doing that. You're clearly not here for the right reasons. The the people who are into it for not the right reasons will eventually speak their worth or their truths and you you get to be like all right and you walk away for anyone that wins generally speaking for anyone that wins 165 million or even 50 million i mean what what advice would you give to them would it be similar or financial advisor right away don't spend your money uh you know without talking to someone who will help you and advise you on what you should and shouldn't do never do it by yourself ever and stay away from casinos or any type of like money losing opportunities don't do it and stick with investments that you know are going to win yeah that sounds like that sounds like sound advice and you mentioned that your parents were thriving and that your family is thriving what did they just generally speaking what did they do with their lives after suddenly seemingly retiring? I don't know if they considered it retiring and, but they what, do. Yeah. Yeah. So what did they so, do with their lives? My dad, he opened up a restaurant in Port Jeff. It closed down after five years. Cause my, um, my sister who was running it, she got um, pregnant and it just kind of collapsed down cause she was holding it all together. So they lost, the, the the restaurant that it was too much because the their their chef was they had to get a new chef like every three weeks because they were just not doing good so my dad just kind of gave up that dream a little bit which I was a little upset about but it was called the graceful rose uh for my grandma rose so um after that honestly they've just been living the way they want to live so like my mom wants to go to Florida, she'll go to Florida, but um, they don't do that. But like right now they're in North Carolina. They're with four of my sisters right now and five of their uh, grandchildren. And they have a beautiful home on the water. I think it's on the water. It's on the water. There's a, a beautiful pond. And my mom is the most, my mom and my dad are the most deserving people I could think of to have such a lovely home. And it's not big. It's perfect for them, perfect for the size of our family. And they've they've become less materialistic and they become mm. more of how is this going to make me live my best life? So mm. that's how they go through life right now is I want to live my life. I want to, while also taking care of my children, but, you know, my mom can go and buy whatever if she wants a shoe that's nice. She can go buy that shoe and that makes her happy. But she actually is a very, she loves to be outside, do flowers and, you know, ponds and stuff like that. So she's a very outdoorsy girl. And then my dad, he is still a gestalt therapist. He still has his license. Hmm. He not He's not practicing right now. He has his master's actually in social work from uh, Stony Brook. I, I feel like I get my personality from him as I grew up because like I really do care about every single person on the planet 
so I if I see someone struggling I go right to them like I don't even question it it's like instant I go right and I'm like how can I help you um which you don't find often but that fulfills me this is all so interesting and it's such a rare experience that so many people dream about but I know but it it does happen to some people so it's like really very interesting like a fly on the wall to listen and yeah. hear how how it really changes lives and yeah i would i would really advise people to do good things into the world and like my parents did with the homeless shelters like i think that did a lot of like good karma for them so give as much as you can and you'll receive i strongly believe in that and do you have any tips on getting in touch with your with your intuition? Because there are so many people listening and watching this show, at least, that are very into that, including myself. (laughs) So whenever intuition is is actually very easy to listen to, it's your gut. So if your gut says, don't go, don't go. Like, listen to what your gut and your mind is telling you, because they both are linked. If your heart's telling you something different, you need to listen to your brain and your gut. So with me, if something says, okay, so I have like a high school reunion coming up, something inside of me is saying you need to prepare. And so it's like a, it's like a, another voice there saying like, you need to prepare, like something's going to happen. And so that's what I'm doing right now. But it's, it's quite simple. If you just listen to the thoughts in your head and, and really understand the pros and the cons and you really have to focus on yourself and think, will this benefit me if I go? And how do I feel about going? That's how I would start off. How do I feel right now about this situation? And usually it'll tell you right away, like, it's, if it's a relationship and it's like, do I, do I love them? And if no comes right out, that's your intuition telling you no. Like, that's not just your brain saying it it's your intuition telling you i already know the answer but you're not listening Mm -hmm. and do you pray or do you meditate or actively i meditate yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's just more like deep breaths kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, my dad taught me if i'm ever having any type of you know issue um i call him he's my my number one guy like i he'll help me get through anything really well that's amazing well i I really i'm so into that that topic and i've interviewed scientists and many people that swear by its benefits so oh yeah yeah well your story is absolutely incredible i'm so happy for you and your family i'm so grateful for your time and it's so unique to hear of the perspective of anyone but especially you know, from the perspective of when this happened, you were 14 and you've grown up in, in this and it's very, very intriguing and I'm very happy for you. But is there Thank anything you. else? Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to say today that I don't know enough to ask or that you just wanted to say today? Um, just that my parents are wonderful people and that the world was blessed to have them in it and that they couldn't be more deserving of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) absolutely. Well, 
Angel Destiny Morrison. Thank you so yes. much for your time. And again, we Absolutely. will put we will put a link to your TikTok page in the description of this of this interview. And perhaps we could have you back another time in the future and get updates. But I really, really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. So that was my interview with Angel Morrison. Thank you so much for listening. What did you think of this interview? Visit the YouTube page and comment under the video with your thoughts. I love checking out your comments. The link is in the description and show notes of this interview. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. And remember that anything and everything is possible.